This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson, and uh, it's a well, a Wednesday in Pittsburgh yeah, in the spring. Yeah, kind of the yucky one, all in all. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Um, you were talking before the air about getting fields dry, and my, my yeah. daughter's softball game got canceled this morning before we even got a chance to see what kind of sun you're going to get. Just not going to get it. There's been no sun today. No. It's, a lot of canceled softball and baseball and that kind of thing. Tis the season for that. It is the season for that. That's one reason why, you know, track never gets canceled. I guess not. I mean, unless I guess there's, the unless there's wet, huh? a lightning and thunder, that kind of yeah. stuff. But um, one thing that also did not get canceled was the NFL draft last week. Sure. And I wrote a little thing on uh, on DKPittsburghSports.com, Matt, about uh, something I've been, you know, people have been questioning. If, if you didn't like the Steelers draft, mm-hmm. it's because you thought that they should have gone for offensive linemen early right. and then filled the other needs later. So I went back and looked at the, who was available at each pick yeah, I mean, as opposed to what they did. You can even have the, the gift of hindsight, obviously, too. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. You don't know these things going on that, oh, I know I'm going to get Kendrick Green the third round. You know, that takes some planning. Like I had one guy say on, on in the comments to this, well, I wanted them to take uh, uh, Creed Humphrey in the second round and Tommy Tremble in the third. Okay. That sounds great, but Tommy Tremble wasn't available to when they right, picked him right, the third. Right, right. It's a good plan, and it seems like it's a logical yeah. p- potential move, you know. Or but that's Long how you or, lose you know. out on guy, you know. Sure. You know, it doesn't always work that way. Right. They've had plans like that in the past. Well, you know, we, we really like this guy. We'll like to take him here, and then somebody else takes him before you do. Frankly, that happens all the time. I feel like that's happened several times in the last couple of years at tight end and running back. You yeah. Know, where. Boy, we thought we were going to get Alexander Madison or Dobbins or whoever it was. I mean, Dobbins you didn't expect was. like last year all the running backs to go right in round between rounds two and rounds three mm-hmm. when they picked again. You uh, the year they took Zach Gentry, there were there two. There were, there were just a run on tight ends yeah. in in the third and fourth rounds that yeah. you just I, lost out on. It. I remember being a run on running backs too that year. I mentioned Madison. I just can't remember the other names that were third roundish guys that I thought were fourth or fifth roundish guys, you know, and you yeah. settled for Snell, I think, that year. I was like, eh, okay. But the guys went ahead of them were more attractive and um and, and then I've mentioned this a couple of times too, a tight end. I really think trading up for Bush cost them a tight end that year too. Yeah, there's I mean there's yeah. no doubt about it. I mean yeah. they had to give up extra picks. Uh, to your point about that draft in 2019. I'm yeah, looking, I guess that's when it would be. I'm looking at that here. So third round running backs were Daryl Henderson in the third. Uh, I remember Devin, being a run there. Devin Singletary went in the third to the Bills. Um, like all our mocks. Damian Harris went in the third to the mm-hmm. to the, the Patriots. Uh, I remember mocking a Steeler. Madison went. Back. Madison also went in the third that okay. year to to as a compensatory pick. I remember mocking running backs often in like the fourth round neighborhood. Yeah. And I remember being on the air with you going, "Wow, all the guys we thought would be there." Are 
Gone. They, they weren't yeah. awesome prospects, but they went They're earlier guys, yeah. than they thought. You know? uh, right after Madison, uh, Bryce Love went to okay. Washington. Justice Hill went to the Ravens. Uh, and then the Steelers took Benny Snell that round. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the way things have played out year after year at certain positions for them. And you get a little cornerback and you step or, up yeah. and you, you know, address it heavy in the first two rounds. Yeah, because other teams need those guys too. Mm-hmm. It's not just you know, the Steeler needs. you got to wait 32 picks usually until your next one. Yeah, so I went back and looked at if the Steelers hadn't taken the guys that they, that okay. they did in those rounds, who would they have wound up with had they gone offensive tackle, center, Running back and then tight end. Let's even, you know, take a couple different choose your own adventures. We could do so, that. You know, I we mean, could I, do that. Uh, all right. So let, let's let's start with your article. Where, where did you where did you end up? Okay. So they would have they would have come up with Tevin Jenkins, Creed Humphrey, Trey Sermon, and Brevin Jordan. Okay. I don't think that's as good. I don't think it's close. I don't I don't know that Brevin Jordan is an NFL player. And I don't think he's the type of tight end they'd be at. He's not what they were looking so they for probably, either. That's probably a linebacker or a corner. Yeah. You know, you probably just punt on tight end. You're not getting your tight end. You're not getting the tight or end. Or you do the 6 7 and Once again, you don't sense. solve the problem. And they've they've thrown money. They, they've used resources to try to fill that yeah, tight right, end right, position. Right, without question. And it's got to be getting frustrating. Yeah. Um, so this year they, they said, you know what, we get an opportunity to draft the number. So what they ended up with was the number one running back. Mm-hmm. The number two consensus number two tight end behind right, a, yeah, behind yeah, a generational yeah, behind talent. Right. Most years, Fryermuth is the first tight end taken. Yeah, yeah. They ended up with a with a center who was on the same level as Creed Humphrey. I think they're the same tier. Yeah, you know, same tier. And they ended and they got then Dan Moore and I've talked about this a lot. The 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 drop off between or the the gap between the fifth or sixth rated offensive tackle. And the 15th-rated offensive tackle was not very big this year. Much less than usual, but obviously in this exercise, where you upgrade is tackle. Yeah. You know, without more than anywhere. You know, I mean, if you were taking this path, your but, fourth round But again, you're taking, the, you're taking the, the fifth-best offensive tackle as opposed to the number one running back. Who didn't go in the first round, by the way. Right, who, yeah, did yeah, not, yeah. who fell out of the first right. round. And I know he's one Steeler fans wanted. Creed Humphrey wasn't even the second— Offense or wasn't the second center taken. No, Josh Myers was. But none of us would have complained with the second round Creed Humphrey. No, no, you and I were on the air at the time, and we both thought it would be Creed Humphrey. Yep. So Fryermuth makes some sense there, though. I'm not disputing your article, but I think it would probably go your top three picks, like you mentioned. What was that? Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon. Then you probably go corner or linebacker, and you have Jesse James. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's probably well. Let's th- let's take a look at that third round. Who was available after Cre- we mentioned? I mentioned Trey Sermon mm-hmm. already. You know, maybe use a, a six round or seven. Uh, that second to last pick would have been a throwaway tight end, yeah. and instead you have a corner with that spot. Or I'm something ju- I'm like just, that. Uh, Monty Rice was still available. Okay, like that would have made some sense. Uh, let's see, any corners of note? Elijah Molden was there. Wow, yeah, in that, the that's third round, sort of interesting. Yeah, Embry Thomas. Uh, Mello Fawanu, uh Brandon Stevens. I, I don't. Okay. I don't get that one at all. No, that one does not add up to me. It's yeah, a project that doesn't test that well. Yeah, people talk about the Steelers trading a fourth round pick next year mm-hmm. to to go get a defensive lineman. The Ravens drafting Brandon Stevens in the fourth round to me is yeah, that's a, a bigger head scratcher. So I like this exercise because I think if you do it with any team, the team we pick today should be better than the team they picked then. Because right. we know things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
I still wouldn't trade the four Steeler picks for Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon, Molden, who we both like a lot. And yeah, probably, right. I still wouldn't make that trade as much as I like Molden. Yeah. And when they went down that road, I think they probably said in the fourth round, this is going to be a tackle. You know, like as much as we love Molden – this has to be a tackle because they realized they didn't take an offensive lineman with the first two picks, so the next two were good. Actually, Molden wouldn't have been available in the fourth round. Oh, that's He, he was in the third round, so you would have gotten – you would either taken Sermon or Molden. Oh, I think you have to take Sermon at that point. Right. And then in the fourth round – the fourth round instead. You move on to the fourth round, you're not getting – See, I was saying in your exercise, you took Jordan, who I don't think would interest them. I think that pick – I just took him because it matched up position-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I think that pick would probably be a corner or a linebacker. So the guys available after uh, uh, they picked... I was, I was shocked Molden was there when you said that. Yeah, after they picked uh, J- Dan Moore in the fourth uh-huh. round. Robert Rochelle would have been the next guy up. Okay, okay I, could, Fine. I could deal with that. Um, Marco Wilson, Trey Brown. But they had, another, they had another pick there. They wanted to fill the, to- the, the offensive tackle spot. No question. Because Especially they had... because the third three picks they had made at that yeah. point. Um, That's why doing one today should always be better than doing it live. Yeah, they took Buddy Johnson at 140 mm-hmm. after that. I'm getting there was a mini run on corners there. There's nothing they, they might have taken one of those corners. Right. In a, in an ideal world, they said okay. When they made the pick of of but Dan you, Moore, they said okay. There's there's still three or four corners on the board that we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Rochelle was there. Um, Marco Trey Wilson Brown. was there. Trey Brown was there. <coughs> They all went. They all went, right, right, right. You know, and that was the area where you looked at that. So then they said, okay, we're just going to take Buddy Johnson then. Mm-hmm. Because, the, 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 honestly, the linebackers were pretty picked yeah, over at that point, too. Yeah, they were pretty It wasn't as deep a draft as we thought it was, to be honest. I mean, when you watch it play out in real time, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go around, but this wasn't an awesome draft class. I mean, it wasn't bad in the top couple rounds, but – yeah, a lot of that's relatively speaking. You know, I mean, there wasn't much defensive talent in this, and people that wanted linebackers are going to take them. You yeah, know, I mean, the next the next inside linebacker taken after uh, Johnson was Tony Fields, hmm. and he was he's an undersized. Yeah, I don't you know, think he fits. Right, I don't think he fits at all. Then you're looking at there, Garrett Wallow, who I like, mm-hmm. but went at pick one seventy. Pretty late. Yeah. Um, you know, hmm. KJ Britt, who was slow. Cameron McGrone, okay. Um, but yeah. still, I mean, back to the original point, I'd rather have the Steelers' first round picks than Jenkins, Humphrey, Sermon, Trey Brown. Yeah, you had to fix your run game. I yeah. had another person say, you know, they could, they should have just waited until next year to get their running back and taken the offensive lineman. Who's running the ball for you this That's year? That's fine, but it would be miserable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just watched three years of that not being yeah. able to run the football. That doesn't fix your run game. That's your 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 team owner came out and said publicly, <laughs> oh, right, yeah. "We've got to get our run game fixed." Right, like we honestly, can't be dead last again. Running those backs out, running Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland and the other yeah. guy, you know, Jalen Samuels out there, and whatever pops up on the street. Yeah, Belage. Gets you dead last and rushing again next year. Or, or at right. least 28th or lower. It's not the 90s Cowboys offensive line, even if you fix it. No. <laughs> it's not like me and you can run behind it, you know. Um, in general, I don't hate that strategy. But you can't look at everything just this is the way you do it. Like the Jets to me, okay, go draft Vera Tucker and Mackay Beckton the yeah. year before. And then next year they'll add their back. It's not Carter. It's not P. Ryan, you know. But they're coming from – being one of the worst teams in the league, trying to get the mediocrity, where 
you're a playoff team that's a perennial yeah. winner who's still competing while they're doing these things. I mean, they're coming from two different directions. They've had back-to-back years to get top ten talents on the offensive line. Yeah, right, and they had a ton of picks. Yeah. And right, right, right. When you're, when you're getting a Mekhi Becton, who's, yeah. you know, some people looked at as the top offensive uh, tackle in last, last year's year, draft. Right. Trade up for Vera yeah. Tucker to put next to him. He yeah. Walter Jones and Hutchinson on the left side. Absolutely. You, know, right, you got right, the right. number one guards prospect in this mm-hmm. year. That's how you fix your offensive line. When you're picking 24th, you're not getting that. <laughs> you're not getting that. And you're not getting two of them. No. <laughs> That's for no. sure. Right, right. So, I, you know, I thought that their approach and, and again, was, we was keep saying solid. Tevin Jenkins. And we like Tevin Jenkins. I'm not tearing apart Tevin Jenkins. But he's but not a left tackle. He's not a left tackle. He really is probably only a right tackle. Maybe a guard, but they don't need a guard. They have right tackles. And he didn't go in the first round. Right. You know, Outside of that, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Cosme was the next pick or, you know, Eichenberg or one of those guys went directly after. I mean, the, the league didn't view those guys that way. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at the – I mean, if Darisaw was there, we have a different conversation. Yeah, and he went one right. pick ahead of mm-hmm. them. Again, it's, it's, the, it's the way runs happen, the way the boards stack. I mean, you know, in 2010, everybody loved J.J. Watt. No, right, right, right. That doesn't mean you're going to, you get a chance to draft him. You, you no. Could, you know, the Steelers love Minka Fitzpatrick. He was long gone by the time they took of Terrell course, Evans. Of course, yeah. When they had an opportunity to trade for them, they did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not that hard. It, it goes, you know, I, I, I just look yeah. at this. They drafted two offensive linemen at the two positions they need. I think Moore is probably more of a left than a right. And Green's a center. And both could probably play guard if you had to, if things get shuffled around. Yeah. You could have addressed it more thoroughly, yes. But Fryermuth was kind of one of a kind in this in this draft. I mean, Hunter Long and Tremble maybe would have worked. Tremble caught like twelve passes though at college. Right. You know, Fryermuth was the their role in the passing game couldn't have been any different. Like I like Correct. Tommy Tremble as much as the next guy, and he's a a, a massive blocker. But like he's not going to be on any fantasy team in a long time. His his upside is number two. His number two. Yeah, I mean, Fryermuth was the foundation of that passing game in Penn State, Tommy Tremble caught like 12 balls. You know, right. Long was the foundation of the passing game. So, I mean, that one made a little more sense. But Fryermuth is a better prospect. So, yeah. if it comes down to two, there was two tight ends that could fit, fix your needs, and there was three running backs that could fit, fix your needs. You got, you hit both. Yeah. Uh, Moore was the 16th tackle taken okay. in the draft. Yep. Um, I'm of the belief that had had you know apples to oranges. If if James Hudson's available instead, they probably take him. I'm sure there's several. Yeah, yeah. right. right. Uh, in that fourth round, but they didn't have that opportunity. I mean, no. they like Spencer Brown. Oh yeah, but not as much as Kendrick Green. Right. And well, Green center's a better need. And Green better filled a, a bigger need. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I saw people say they should have taken Jalen Mayfield. No. I'm not even is a tackle. I'm not even sure he is a tackle. Yeah, I'm not even sure he's a tackle. And center was. Center and running back were the two things you couldn't leave this draft without. Absolutely, at, at those were your two open, for, the yeah. two open spots. Not necessarily. I mean, they could play this year with BJ Finney at center and be okay. Probably, but it's not. It's not as good as you want to be there. No, no. I mean, you can find the Jesse James of the worlds too, but as much twelve personnel as you see in the league, a second tight end isn't much different than a nickel corner in terms of what we're calling starters too. And Fryermuth is going to. Play a lot of snaps. Yeah. The interesting thing about it is that there were four offensive tackles taken in the first round. Mm-hmm. 
all in the first 23 picks. Yeah, Darisol was the last one, right? And then there wasn't another one taken until Jenkins went the seventh pick of the second round. But then Which there was really shocked me. Yeah. Then, the, but then there were six but taken. Then there was a run. Yeah, six of them taken. In almost 20 percent of the of the second round was were tackles. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the third round. One, two, three, four, four more in the third round. Wow. And then a lot that, of people trading up yeah. to get them too in the second. And then the fourth round was one, two, three, uh, four more in the fourth round. I, I really think, you know, when you look at it, there's been years where a guy like Tevin Jenkins or Christian Darasaw who went 23rd are the top tackles available in your draft. Mm-hmm. And I think most years the Eichenbergs and Cosmes go in the first go round. Go in the first round, yeah. yeah as opposed to, ah, we'll wait till tomorrow. Or even a guy like Raddins. We've seen guys yeah, like yeah, that go in the first question. round. Right. I mean, Tennessee had to be thrilled to get him after missing on a tackle last year. So it was it was really deep there. Uh, most years, Dan Moore is the third round pick at worst. I think so. Yeah, I think so. A true left tackle played in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of starts. At worst, he goes in the third round. Uh, I mean, this he's year not he got the pushed to the fourth tackle. He's the tenth. Yeah. Even if you look at some of the guys taken after him. No, there's some good ones too. Yeah, Josh Ball went. Uh, Deontay Smith went. Deontay uh, Smith was exciting. Yeah. Uh, you had Stone Forsythe who went after him. Yeah. Um, he, he shocked me he lasted that long. Uh, I think the other Moore, Jalen Moore, went after Dan Moore, or right in the neighborhood, didn't he? Um, they must list him as a guard. I'm looking, yeah, they probably did. Yeah, I'm looking to the – but that's the thing. Some of these guys will kick in the guard. Of course. That's another thing I was asked, you know, who was the, the last rookie to, to move from guard to, to center in his rookie year and, and shine? I'm like, well, first of all, Green's played center. It's not like he's making a transition. Has never played the position. No, before. it's been he's done this games. before. Yeah, everyone assumes he's a guard learning center. No, that's not I the, case. That's the case. But that's what Dermonte Dawson did. Oh yeah, there's tons of examples. Yeah, I mean, the the Saints guy and the Packers guy two years ago are both highly productive starting centers right now. They're both in their second or third year. Who are their two names? They were drafted very recently. Um, both those guys were guards converting to center yeah. and have bounced back and forth. It, 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 even uh, who was a Michigan guy that the Saints took in the first round last year? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, too. Yeah. R.I.U.'s uh, Tyler Ruiz. Yeah, that's it. Because they had two, two centers slash guards, and both of them can do both, you know, and they're both high picks, you know, so it, it's not uncommon. It, it, it isn't at all. No. And I th- I think, you know, a lot of people, if, if they hadn't listened to this show or some of the triple takes that we did, mm-hmm. didn't know who Kendrick Green was. No, right, right, And right. that was the shock. Back. Well, how could they pass on this this guy who was, you know, yeah, uh, you know, top-rated guy, and they take Kendrick Green. Well, they must have taken a, a guy who's a lesser value. No, Kendrick Green's good. And they may have had a higher grade on Humphrey, but I guarantee they were in the same tier. You know, yeah. That there was, and there might have been a couple guys in that tier, too. I mean, maybe Josh Myers and um, Humphrey and... Uh, you know, maybe probably two or three others. But if you too. look at the look at the center position, Dickerson went forty fifth overall, mm-hmm. which again, by the way, he's going to play guard next year. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's he can he can he do can that. Right, right, right. Again, he's another guy that moved all over the place, played all five yeah. positions at one time yeah. or another in college. I mean, I think the Eagles look at him as a starting guard who will probably be Kelsey's replacement right. when he hangs it up. Yeah. yeah, if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. Yeah. Right. Josh Myers went at thirty. They'll probably probably in the second him in round as a yeah. starting center because they lost it yeah. for big money. Uh, Humphrey went uh, at pick thirty-one in the second round. I assume he'll be their starting center. They, they've I had would so many guess. additions, but I think he'll be the center. Yeah. 
And then Kendrick Green went at 24 in, in the, thir- in the uh, third round mm-hmm. with Drew Dahlman, Trey Hill right after him. Those are your uh, – I would top- put Hill on that level, but yeah. the other ones I would put all But Dahlman and Green are going to be starters in the league sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah, without question. You know, I, I, I think that's a that's a gimme. So you have, you know, four or five starting centers there. Mm-hmm. And, and know, we didn't even mention uh, minors. Right, Miners Miners got drafted as a guard. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure where he'll fit in year one with there, but I I bet he's a center. And the Steelers, I I think, really look at it that you know if Green had played center Mm -hmm. his entire college career, he probably goes up higher on that list. Probably because then he's the the athletic center as opposed to you know there's more athletic guards at pool and whatnot. You know, no, it makes him a, a little bit of a smaller community. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that. Um, it's not that awful of a conversion. Though, it, it? It, it's not that right. hard, especially if he's already done it. He's already done it, right. You know, it's and not if he that... goes into yeah, – I'm sure that when they picked up the phone to congratulate him for being a Steeler, they said, you're going to be a center. Oh, they, they absolutely did. did. He said that right away. Yeah, what's he practicing now? I mean, yeah. snapping and learning center stuff. And he'll do nothing but that for the next six months right. until they play a game. I think he'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like they don't have tape of him doing it in a game. No, they're not asking him to be a wide receiver. You know, I mean, right? Yeah, I think he can make the conversion. But you you look at that running back position again. Najee Harris went at twenty four. Travis Etienne at twenty five, mm-hmm. and then Javante Williams. Denver traded up traded to the up. third pick in the second round to get him. Right. If if the, if the Steelers had traded back, even to the top of the third round, there's no guarantee they get any of those guys. because Especially if the first two already fell. Right. If ATN still falls and then Harris is out there and somebody grabs them. I mean, Teams were willing to move to go up and get those guys. To get those three, yeah. The league very much affirmed what you and I said going into the draft, that these three are going to be coveted. And then uh, and then there were 50 picks between Javante Williams and Trey Sermon. How often does that happen? You know, the no. running backs go yeah. 50 picks without being taken. You know, and then Carter went. There was a mini run on, on running backs in the fourth round. I don't mm-hmm. know that there's, you know, Carter went, uh, Nguanwu, uh, I don't know, I can't pronounce that name. No, he's close uh, to, From Iowa State to the Vikings. Yeah. Ramonde Stevenson to the Patriots. And then Cuba Hubbard goes in the fourth round to the Panthers. But the exception of Sermon, I don't want any of those other guys, though. None of those guys are. You look him. I mean, I like I'm not Michael. Guaranteed, they're number one. Yeah, here. I like Michael Carter. If you if you're going with a committee guy, and you know, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. if He's you had James player. Connor, Michael Carter is still sure. a fine addition. Maybe a year ago you would add Michael Carter, yeah. but not in this situation. And to that point, I've been thinking about this too. Like, I don't know that ATM would have fixed the problem. No. He's a really good player. I was listening to some stuff, uh, some, uh, and it was fantasy related. But mm-hmm. th- these guys are tied in in Jacksonville. And they're talking about ATN being a guy who gets the ball, you know, 10, 12 times a game. Yeah, I, I think they like Robinson. They're just adding pieces around. Yeah. Robinson will be the first and second down runner. ATN yeah. will be the third down back and maybe get, a, you know, a few carries here and there. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case, I think that's an awful pick. Yeah. I, I, you drafted a third, round, a third down back in the first round? When you need everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, is he that special? I mean, you could have waited and got Kenneth Gainwell. Exactly. And done exactly. the same thing. Done the same thing. Yeah. Right. No, that would have made more sense. I mean, I, I know they're just trying to make Lawrence's life as easy as possible and as comfortable, and I'm not sure if it's He's got a roommate. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, but I'm not sure that the ATN fixes the Steelers' problem. No, I don't think he does. No. So if you're, you're going to use him like that, I think I think he could. Well, it would be a welcome addition. I think he's capable of handling 15, yeah. you know, 15, 20 touches a game, uh, but not the way Harris but is. they might be looking for someone that – 
has 25 touches a game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by I, the way, the well, to that back, point, right? I went back and looked at how the Steelers used Le'Veon Bell his rookie year. Yeah, yeah. He averaged 22 touches a game in his rookie as year. a rookie year. And he wasn't nearly the – he wasn't Le'Veon Bell yet. No. You know what I mean? I mean the, uh, Harris is better. Harris is way better, yeah. Yeah, he's a way point. better prospect. I mean, if Harris gets 22 touches a game as a rookie, mm-hmm. he might be rookie of the year in the league. Times 17 games, you know, including – Four or five of those are catches per game. You know, that's a lot of touchdowns. He's going to get a, I mean, the production's going to be there. The usage is going to be there. Yeah. I Mike mean, Tomlin does not shy away from using a, a primary running back. No, and I'm sure he'll And tell Harris him. is clear, far and away, the best running back on their roster right now. It's going to be not a secret at all. I'm sure when we're at camp, he's going to be like, well, Harris is going to get the ball over and over and over. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably tell the media that. I mean, they're, they're no, everyone knows it. Yeah. So. so I, you know, I, if that's what you want from that position, you can't have the Snells and McFarlands. That's you know that, I mean? and to me, that goes back to what we were talking about: why you couldn't wait to take a running back. To you know, again, if you waited to the second round, if you waited till pick fifty-five, you were out of luck. Yeah. You weren't getting one. I mean, the more I think about it, Harris, Williams, Fryermuth, Long, are the only four that fit those two positions. What you really want from them. Doesn't mean you overdrafted them, but it was a small pool to pick from. Yeah, at those two spots. No, and, I agree. You know, of the the prototype, what we're going to ask from this position. You were in the kiddie pool, and the re- you know some of the other positions were. Yeah, the right, Olympic right, sized. Right, right. You know, the offensive tackle was an Olympic sized pool. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, running back was a little hot tub. Tight end was a hot tub I off mean, to the were, side. They gladly would have taken. Penny Sewell, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or if there was a center. Well, I thought was... it was telling that Kevin Colbert said this, and I didn't catch it right away um, until I was reading back over the, the transcript later. Mm-hmm. He said that, that uh, Najee Harris was one of the eight guys they had targeted okay. in this draft. Their top eight guys. Okay. So when they put together their list of 24, they had him in their top eight. Like, I'm not sure if Justin Fields or any of the quarterbacks would be in that mix. I think Justin Fields probably was. I mean, like his Pitts. But Sewell mix. was on that. Pitts was on that. I mean, they they addressed the tight end positions. If if Pitts had been available, they would have taken him. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I didn't hear how Kevin phrased it. Does that mean he was their top eight player? He was a top whole... eight. He was a top eight player for them. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess I can buy that. I like mean... two years ago, Minka Fitzpatrick was their number one rated defensive player in that draft. Mm-hmm. And we did the homework on Bush. Bush went ten. He was probably their seventh or eighth. Right. You know, I mean, at worst. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how it works out for the way they do their their, their board. Mm-hmm. Again, when we were putting together our 24, you kind of – I think he was – I want to say he was like 14, 15-ish, something like Harris that. Harris was around 11 or 12 for me because I put some of the quarterbacks behind him. And I think that's – obviously, the if, they, if they had him eighth, mm-hmm. they didn't have all the quarterbacks ahead of him. No. But I wonder, I mean – is Trevor Lawrence one of those? I mean, like I would think Trevor Lawrence probably was. Well, but, of course. Yeah. But like they knew they had no chance at him. The the Lawrences and Pitts, you know, did they do their board exactly like we did our top twenty four? Yeah, that I, I, I mean, don't know. I they mean, don't ever tell us. Yeah, course, we need the truth serum. <laughs> we need the truth serum for that one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, or is that of of reasonable guys that they have a chance at? He's one of the top. I think I think they're few. I think the way they do it, if he's if he's in the top eight, mm-hmm. they just went by guys that they wanted. Makes me think they would take him over every defensive player, over every receiver. Maybe not every defensive player. Like if Sertain had been there, maybe you take him or mm-hmm. Horn. Probably. 
but there weren't many guys that they would have taken him. Certainly over the edges. Yeah. I wonder if it was – I bet they like Zayvon Collins. He's one that I'm just – they didn't have a chance at at this one. I just wonder if he would have been there, did they run the card yeah. up? Was there a saw on that list, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I would think that I would think that those three tackles were all on that list. Maybe four. Slater tackles. and Sewell have to be ahead. Yeah, of them. you know they have to be. But there aren't many guys that you take ahead of them. No, there really isn't, and it kind of goes back to it not being a wonderful draft. You know, like usually there's three edge guys that wow, we'd love to have that. Yeah, guys defensively there, it was know? not a great draft. No, no, there wasn't. Other than linebacker and linebackers and cornerbacks were deep. Yeah, but maybe not the pure star power that that you look for. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, and yeah, decent, but uh, again. It, I think it, drafts you can get very focused on just what's here, so it's all relative to yeah. the other players on the board. But if you look back five years from now, I bet we'll look at this class and say it wasn't wonderful, you know, because there's not many guys you know that were eligible for it. Fewer yeah, people you had fewer guys, yeah, pool, right. And they knew less, but that that means there could be some gems. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive. We also want to thank Jacob Brecht for keeping us on the air throughout the show. Uh, of course, you can subscribe uh, to uh, our, our podcast. Yeah, on do that. Anywhere you get your uh, your podcast downloads at. Of course, you can also listen to it on Steelers.com. Uh, lots of good places. We always have, always have really good content on there and uh, breaking down everything that happens in the offseason. And now that the draft is over, we'll start getting into the regular season. So yeah. uh, we'll continue Schedule to do that. around the corner. Yeah, schedule, happening, right? Next week. So, yeah, the Steelers will be back on the field soon as well. But uh, that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, I thought we would talk about the Steelers' depth chart now. coming. Yeah, it's out time of the... to do that. Reorganize a little bit. Yeah, so I, I've got rlads.com up here. They uh, usually they get the guys in there right away, and maybe not necessarily in the right order. They don't I mean, guard might be a tackle or something like that. They've got J.C. Hassenauer listed as a start, starting center right uh, now. Okay. That's not happening, folks. I don't think he'll be starting. I don't even starting. know if he's going to be on a team. Right. But um, the right names are going to be on there the, somewhere. The names are all here. Right. Yeah. So... At the wide receiver position, the Steelers didn't add much there. They signed Isaiah McCoy and uh, Rico uh, Busey mm-hmm. uh, after the draft. Some good things about those guys, but yeah. I don't know know them well. But you still got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got Chase Claypool. You got James Washington. You've got uh, Deontay Johnson, Ray Ray Mc, uh, McLeod. Um, I think Ray Ray McLeod kind of went, whoo. Yeah. He, you know, he dodged yeah. a bullet with a late round receiver. Absolutely, and chances um, are he's your returner. And but you got some, squad. you got some other guys there as yeah. well. You got Anthony Johnson, who was a, a a guy that they they signed. Cody White, Tyler Simmons, and Matthew Sexton, okay. who was one of the guys that they signed from one of the tryout camps. So they're going to take about a dozen of them to camp, something like that. See what sticks. They mm-hmm. usually keep five or six. Mm-hmm. A couple mm-hmm. will be on the practice squad. Four we know. Yeah, um, those four. What do you think their usage is going to be? I mean, if we're going to see more double tight end sets, if we're going to see a little more running, does Juju play 70% of the snaps? I think he still does because he's still your best blocking wide receiver. Yeah. Well, Claypool isn't bad. Yeah, but um, 
are we still under the assumption that Deontay le- leads the team in in snaps? Like, how would you think the snap distribution goes? I still think he's your most dangerous weapon. I think he's your do-it-all guy. Yeah. I think he's the best receiver of the group. Although yeah. Claypool could change my mind in a heartbeat. Absolutely, he's yeah. So gifted, right? But they've got they've got options there. It's a um, nice situation. Yeah, maybe James Washington doesn't get as much playing time this year. I kind of feel bad for him because I don't have any problems with him. No, I don't either. Right. I, you know, when he had the opportunity to play last year, mm-hmm. he produced. But that's not a bad situation to be in. The, you know, when you look at those top four guys, you pretty much put that up against anybody's top four. Few teams go four deep with yeah. quality dudes. I mean, I think maybe you look at Cincinnati and say, okay, they might be a little better. I don't know who their four is now. Yeah, is it Erickson or one of those type of guys? Erickson's not there anymore. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, uh, I mean, Dallas, Dallas is, Dallas is yeah. awesome, and they drafted the Stanford kid. Denver has some possibilities or potential to be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, a lot of teams don't go four deep. Yeah. Okay, another question for you. Put it this way: the Ravens would kill for James Washington. Oh yeah, I mean he'd play. Let on, alone Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson or you know. So along those lines, smart move or not, offer James Washington a Rudolph-like contract right now. Potentially, yeah. Thinking that Juju's not going to be around, you don't want this guy to flourish. He'd, he'd like the money in his pocket right now. You'd get him cheaper than Rudolph because he's not a quarterback. Like I wonder if that's a smart move. I don't know if he would take it though. That's the two-year deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let's take a look at that offensive line because this okay. seems to be something that a lot of people are focusing on. So at left tackle, you get Chooks core for. So we know that now. He's yeah. switching. Chooks. He's at Banner's left. going yeah. to right. Do you know the answer to this question? Which, if you asked Chooks, which position would you rather play? Do we know? Probably the left. Out of school, he said he was a left. left. He was yeah. a left in college. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he obviously plays more. Snap, but so is right? Banner. So right, right, right. You know. Uh, but yeah, I think he's probably more comfortable on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, if I'm the, if I'm going to answer that question, I'm going to say left because left tackles make more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder which one he thinks he's better at. They added Dan Moore to that group at left tackle. The I would imagine is, he's probably. You think he just plays the left in? in I think starting out. That's what I would yeah. how I would handle it because you, you you still have Joe Haig there who can just put him on the right side and say and he's okay. Done both. Yeah, and he's done both. And, and he's played a lot of guard too. Yeah. Uh, you also have Jerron Jones there, who was a guy that they got. He was a defensive lineman at, at uh, Notre Dame that mm, okay. spent the year in the practice squad last year. There's, okay, there's some so he's been around. Like, yeah. Um, at the right tackle position, you have Banner and Haig, Anthony Coyle, who's back again, and then John LeGlue. I don't know much about John LeGlue. No, no I don't either. But they've got some bodies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tackles are, you know, you, you were going to open the season last year with Banner at right tackle. Yes. So that's the same. And with all respect to Villanueva, who's now a Raven, um, I, I think any, these two could – this starting duo could out, outplay last year's starting duo. I think so, too. I mean, I'm not saying they will. We haven't talked about that ra- that Raven signing. We've talked a little bit about previously yeah. about the Ravens signing of Villanueva. I don't think it fits. Well <laughs> – Unless they're going to – unless they – unless they don't believe – that they're if they think they're going to have an opening at left tackle to start the season, that's the only way that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I know he has in his career, but it's been a long time since he's played right tackle, and he's better in protection than he's run blocker. Right. So going to the run heaviest team to play right tackle, other than that, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he's going to pass block 25 times a game. Right. Come hell or high water, and pl- playing left-handed, <laughs> you know, yeah. playing the opposite of what he's used to. Yeah, they gave him a good buck. I mean, he's going to start for them. Yeah. Uh, I assume at right tackle. 
I don't understand the bit, to be honest. Yeah, with I, you. I don't know. I don't get it either. Uh, at guard, you got Kevin Dotson, and you've got uh, David DeCastro. Sure. That's solid. Uh, backing them up, uh, you got uh, Rashad Coward, the guy they signed mm-hmm. from Chicago. Who everyone forgets about. Yeah. Guy's played some snaps. He's started a bunch of games for the Bears. Right, right, right. Uh, and he's know, not old. And he's not old by any stretch. So no. there's they got some depth there. Uh, they also got Brandon Walton and Aviante like, Collins. He's making the team, right? I mean, yeah. Coward, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could almost cut this offensive line right now, go nine deep on it, mm-hmm. with guys who are either draft picks or who have started games in the NFL. Four tackles, three guards, two centers. Two centers. Yeah. And the centers are Finney and Kendrick Green. Right, right, right. And the problem with Haas, too, is he almost needs two guys to get hurt to see the field. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're only a center, you better be one of the best 32, let alone one of the best 90 or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Being a third <laughs> yeah, center is not. Now, maybe he goes back on the practice squad. Maybe he keep three again yeah, this year. Maybe, but, maybe. Yeah. But that offensive line, um, I, I know a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, especially nationally, well, the Steelers really didn't do anything to upgrade their offensive line. I, I think they feel better about it than a lot of – I mean, outside upgrade people do. might not be a great word. I mean, but they've uh, put it this way: who were Steelers? Who it. were Steeler fans complaining the most about last year? Left tackle and center. Right, 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 right. And they addressed those, right? And I would just, what if the Castro goes back to being a Pro Bowler? I mean, he's the only one I think on that list that's a Pro Bowler this year yeah. or has any shot. Right. But if the holes aren't as hole-like, they're not as deep. And you've got a lot of bodies to bring to camp, and wow, Chooks looks a lot better this year. Banner's better than we thought. I'm not saying it's going to be a top. That's 10 the thing line, about Chooks. Like Corfor, to me, I, I know people. That, well, he wasn't very good last year. First of all, he was okay. He was okay. Yeah. Secondly, he's allowed to get better. He's allowed. To that was his first too. year as a starter. He was a project coming out of college yeah. too, and some of these guys take a little while. I mean, how, how different is his career path than Bud Dupree's? Not yeah, much. I mean, not much. Yeah. I mean, similar. There's many, many uh, examples of that around the league. Again, I don't think the line's perfect. I mean, I, I think that there's not a lot of names there that Joe in Chicago or Seattle's like, wow, they're really good players, besides DeCastro. But we just named. I, I would say nine the same thing about Minnesota's line. Yeah. You know, I couldn't name. I, I, I do this for a living. I don't know that I could name all five starters mm-hmm. in the Vikings line. But it looks pretty good when Dalvin Cook's running behind it. <laughs> right, right. Or pretty effective. Carolina's line two years ago or the year before with McCaffrey, yeah. you know, uh, without question. Again, the running back can make the line, and that takes us to the running back position where you've got Najee Harris. Now uh, with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane, Kay- Kalen Balaj behind him uh, with Derek Watt at fullback, Jalen Samuels and Trey Edmonds also on the roster. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the, all those guys. You're keeping five. Watt and Harris are going to be there. Watt and Harris are going to be there. McFarland's going to be there. McFarland's going to be there, yeah. Snell and I pro- still have hope for McFarland. I think Snell's probably on the roster as well. Probably. And it comes down to Bellage or Jalen Samuels, and I would think that Bellage get makes beats him out. But I would think so. You know, and, and I don't think Trey Edmonds. I, uh, their sorry usage, for your luck. their pecking order will be really interesting in preseason to me um, and in camp. And, you know, even – in the regular season, if you do bring those guys back, like if McFarland takes a step forward, he's the one I still have the most hope for. Oh, absolutely. Ones, yeah. Know, he would be a really nice compliment to Harris. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, if he's what we think he With, could be. With, you know, five to six touches a game mm-hmm. just as a change of pace. Um, Duke you know, Johnson, or yeah. a little more physical than that. But you, but know. you can also, to help kind of limit the, the, the wear and tear on Harris, use Sneller Bellage as a short yardage back. You could, but that comes back to the Love Bell argument. Like, right. They don't. I mean, if, if <laughs> but you know, if, if Harris, if Harris shows that he can do that for out of the gate, then mm-hmm. okay, then you don't. But you know, if you want to get into a situation where you know you're you're worried about again, it's a 17 game schedule. I get it. Do you want do you want this kid touching the ball 25 times a game? Probably not. No, I used to be very critical of Tomlin with Bell. Like, can't you just take a series <laughs> off or? Does he have to be out there every third down? Does he have to be out there every short yard? But I think the difference here he's, is that the, better the, than everybody at it. When you know when they had Le'Veon Bell, they had like, the first few years they had Legarrette Blunt, then they had D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Right. Okay, I, I get that argument then. I don't get it now as much with Najee Harris and then the huge gap that there is. It'd be nice is. to have D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, <laughs> if they had nice that guy, D'Angelo you know, right. it'd be nice to have a Legarrette Blunt to, to be mm-hmm. that guy. But that's kind of why I'm not sure where Snell fits in. Special, I mean, special teams guy. You know, you can start a game with him and get you know he can yeah, get you in I and know. out of a game. You, you don't want it to be five straight games. No, no, no. no. Belage is kind of that same guy. You know, I'm interested to see Belage in a Steeler uniform. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy that got better last year. Speaking of which, there's another offensive line that they did pretty well running the ball last year, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. The Chargers. Well, they totally revamped it too. Yeah, they signed two guys and drafted Rashawn Slater. In the they first ran round. the ball fine last year with. And, and you mentioned the Vikings. Darisaw was their first pick, and then Wyatt Davis is going to be a starting guard too for them. Yeah. And they went out and addressed it heavily, and they're two of the best running teams in the league. Even Tennessee drafted a second, a right tackle in the second round. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? After taking a, a right tackle in the first round last year. Yeah. 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 So I, I do think that that makes it better. I I, I think their offense their. I think that their running game right now is way better, and I haven't even seen them do anything. No, it's I, but I think it's way better than it was last year. Yes, and there's no head and shoulders. Up, but yeah. Yes, I mean, I'd be shocked if it's not a league average running game in, at, that, in the, the least, middle yeah. third. And that's all they have to be. That's fine. It can't be last. It can't be last. It there can't you, be twenty eighth or 29th, What it's been the last three years? It's you got to put can't. teams away with a lead. You got to be able to pick up short yardage, and you got to you got to be in second and six more often. Yeah, and <laughs> most importantly, you have to be able to exploit light boxes. Yeah, I mean, if, if the personnel's on the field and it's screaming for you to run, and you're checking out of that stuff because you don't trust it, then you got problems. Yeah, the tight end position. You got Ebron. You got Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. Zach Gentry, Dax Raymond, Kevin Rader. Who's your third if you had to keep one today? I like Raider. I say I don't think mine would be Gentry. They like Dax. Dax Raymond's got some. I kind of like him coming out of school. And yeah, I was happy they picked him up. Yeah, I mean, this is his second go round with the team. They had, they had mm-hmm. cut him last year. Uh, he's gotten. He's had a cup of coffee with the Bears as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he didn't test bad. He's not a terrible athlete. Good blocker. Good blocker. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, what I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I guess Raider is. How good are these three on special teams? I bet Gentry's terrible. He is, yeah. That's... <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, six nine guys aren't good on special teams. You know? Typically not, no, right. unless they're Brett Be- Kiesel. You know, right? He's not. I haven't seen him block <laughs> a kick yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he does on. Yeah, that. I mean, to me, it comes down to Raider or Dex Raymond. I think the Gentry mm-hmm. experiment went out the window when you drafted Pat Farmuth. Right, and the writing was on the wall there. Yeah, and uh, would it break your? But heart that's a better group that? than what they had last year. 
times a million. Yeah. Especially when you look at what they could become. Any interest in a Jesse James or, or is that ship sailed for you? I don't see it at this point because you look, you'd be looking for a number three. I mean, mm-hmm. unless there's a, a true blocking, that's what you could you could still use that because you don't the know Smith if, guy. Yeah, you, you know, don't right? know if Fryermuth quite is is mm-hmm. just yet. I think that's Joe Haig, though. Could be, yeah. I mean, right in the second. Or could, yeah, or it could be Dan Moore. You could use it him could in that Dan role Moore too. too. He, he may see snaps in that yeah. role too, right? They could run a little bit. I mean, they're more yeah. athletic than the average tackles. Well, you know? I, don't th- I think people are underselling Joe Haig. Uh, very much so. Joe Haig has more starting experience than Banner or Okorafor combined. I he was a two-year like starter for the for the Colts before he signed with Tampa Bay. Center aside, I almost feel like he's the backup at four spots. He could be, yeah. And he's your sixth offensive lineman, which they've used more than most a teams lot, in yeah. the league. Uh, he's going to be a valuable guy for them. He's going to dress every week, and he may play more than you think. I mean, he started games last year for Tampa Bay, and they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's a good so, athlete. Yeah. I mean, it, again, he's not Penny Sewell. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. Right. But he's going to be useful. He's one of their best pick. And, and same with Coward. You know, like, yeah, yeah. they got him for nothing, and nobody even batted an eye about it. I'm, I, you got a guy with starting – got an offensive lineman with starting experience on the cheap. Yeah, right, right. right. Exactly. It's in this league, when it's teams fine. are starving for offensive linemen that mm-hmm. they can play. Uh, and then, of course, quarterback didn't change at all. Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Dobbs. Okay. Um, I think that's very well set, and I think, obviously, you, and you've said this immediately, as soon as they sign Dobbs, the writing's on the wall, or the four that they're going to camp with, I would imagine they're not going to overwork Ben at all in, in camp right. in the preseason. I would think you work Haskins. You give Haskins a lot of snaps. Dobbs doesn't need many. He doesn't need many. That's the nice yeah. thing about him, too. Use Rudolph like crazy. Use yeah. Haskins like crazy. Um, we might have to do two segments to do the defense another time. I don't, I don't know we if got we time can go in. We got time. I got a quick question for okay. you, though. That's why I'm saying I might throw you a, a tangent here. We're watching all this lunacy in Green Bay right now. <laughs> Let's say Mark Murphy, who runs the team, he's not their owner, they don't right. have an owner, calls up the Steelers, calls up Kevin Colbert, and says, we are – Firing Gutekunst, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Jordan Love is getting traded in the next two days. We want your second-round pick. We uh, we made the same offer to New Orleans, Washington, maybe two other teams, so, you know, Houston, whatever. Any interest? I mean, you're getting a first-round player from a year ago at a second-round price. There's no room for him. I've never seen him that. play. You don't know any more about him. You don't know anything about him. Right. I think that's why they're in a tough position, because somebody would have had to have been in love with Love last year. And he wasn't a top-ten pick. And he wasn't, wasn't a top-ten pick, you know, yeah. It wasn't Rosen. It's a similar situation. Yeah. But you're getting him at a round discount. You are. You know, and you just, you know, you can prepare your draft I think ahead that, of time. I think they're excited. I don't know that they would do that because I think they're excited to see what they have in Haskins. See, that's the point. I mean, I think they want to run this crew through and at least see it for a year. Yeah. Because people think these quarterback situations, boy, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There's 10 opportunities like this every, every year. year now. Yeah, I mean, it happens every year. Tua sprains his, this his knee and doesn't yeah. play. You can get him for second round. This isn't 2005 year. or 1985 no. or quarterback. No, this is – I mean, we saw the first and second. The, the guys who were the first and second picks overall in the draft just three, four years ago, changed teams. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, their quarterback next year could be Haskins, Rudolph, a first or second round pick, a high pick like a Tua or Daniel Jones. Their car work out, yeah. or the bird in the hand like a car. 
or maybe Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Right. You know what I mean? Like anywhere in between that that, that spectrum. But there'll be a dozen to 18 guys available that'll fit some no doubt. of those Mike, bills. Marcus Mariota will be available. Right, you can, right, there's right, a lot right. of different ways to go with that. Uh, defensively, um, the defensive line, the only guy that they added over the weekend was Isaiah Loudermilk. They traded mm-hmm. a fourth-round pick in 2022 for him in the fifth round. So you got Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu, Stephon Tuitt, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, Chris Wormley, Demarcus Christmas, Isaiah Loudermilk, T.J. Carter, uh, Calvin Taylor, Abdullah Anderson, and Jameer Jones. Did you say oh, no, Bugs and Davis? I'm sorry, Jones is. Kindly half they got him listed. Uh, Jameer Jones listed as a defensive end. He's a linebacker, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but but that's a position we didn't talk about this when they draft Loudermilk. They almost always keep six. Right. We know the three starters are making it. Yes. Wormley's making it. Maybe. I guess. I guess that's not a hundred percent. But they got what seven or eight fighting for six spots. They could now? keep seven now with the expanded rosters could. and and maybe seventeen games. Be a, yeah, could be a, a practice squad guy potentially too. But Davis, Bugs, Mondo, Wormley. Those guys have all been put on notice. Yeah, right. I mean, there's there's not. It could be not uh, a lot of spots you know, available for that. Could be uh, three dogs and four bones there. Mm-hmm. Something or along those lines. Five bones. Around. Yeah, five bones and three. More dogs than bones. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe by two dogs. As uh, the Joker said in, in uh, Batman, yeah, we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the break the pool, the, the pool cue in half and yeah, right, walk right, the room, right. and whoever comes walking out is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would even consider giving a, a veteran a million bucks a year on a one-year deal if there's the right guy out there still. You know, So there's things to be hashed out amongst the big people. Um, outside linebacker, you got uh, obviously Watt and Highsmith. Uh, they added Quincy Roche uh, in the draft, which was a nice spot. Uh, I'm add. penciling him in as the three. You got Cassius Marsh there as well. Yeah, yeah. He's got experience. I mean, I think those are your top four Agreed. heading into camp. Uh, then you got uh, Christian Kuntz doesn't count there. They got him listed there. He's he's an inside guy. Yeah, okay. And he's a long snapper. Uh, but you also have Jamar Watson. Uh, that you added in the in free agency or the, as an undrafted free agency, mm-hmm. those might be your five guys right there, unless they find somebody else that corners the position more than any that I would be looking for a veteran. But this would be second. Yeah, I but like Roche, but I'm just going to say this, the six round pick is going to solve all your depth problems. Yeah. And to me, Marsh, you know, we've we've seen we've seen them do this with you know far lesser athletes than, than Cassius Marsh. Cassius Marsh has started a good number of games in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that that's the throwaway that some Steeler fans. No, he's gonna think. make the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's gonna be here, and he's gonna play defensive snaps this year. He's not just gonna be a, you know, a, a special team only guy. But, but you know, much like anybody else, they can't afford T.J. Watt to go, to go no. down. But nobody can afford their star to go down. No, he, <laughs> I he may be the Steeler they can afford to lose least. Very well, could be. I mean, yeah. including Ben, including you know anyone. Uh, inside linebacker. It's Devin Bush, Vince Williams, Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson, Marcus Allen, Ulysses Gilbert, Tigray Scales, uh, Jarvis Miller, and then Calvin and Bundage. Killebrew, I would put in that mix, too. Yeah, Killebrew, they listed safety, but he's not I safety. I think he's a linebacker, yeah. too. So Again, they, that's a lot of dogs. They got a lot of, yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, depth there at that position. Yeah. I mean, do you think they keep five? It's good they typically teams. keep at least nine, eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, they're going to play a lot of special teams against Killebrew. They could look at Killebrew. They could list him as a safety. They could. Just because. Yeah. But they could do the same thing with Marcus Allen. Right. They're the same player. They're the yeah. same position. That's kind of positionless. I mean, you got to think Vince, Belaine, Buddy, and Bush are there. Yeah. And Ulysses is in trouble. He needs to have a good camp. Allen's he, in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Killebrew's going to make the team. I would imagine. I don't know I how would, much sign bonus. I they would gave think, him, yeah, but yeah, yeah. They went out of their way to get him. But he can also play strong safety for you. So you look mm-hmm. at that position, and it's Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Antoine Brooks, Miles Killebrew. Then you added Trey Norwood there, John Battle, uh, Lamont Wade, Donovan Steiner. Do you need any more word on Norwood? Do you think he's, you know, safety or corner? Probably a rookie camp thing. We'll find probably in, he's probably a nickel. I yeah, mean, he, yeah. but you might just look at him as the nickel because right now. At uh, the cornerback position, they're this again. This is going off of our lads list. Uh, they've have Joe Hayden at one cornerback position, Justin Lane at the right cornerback position, and Cam Sutton listed as the nickel. That's maybe how it would go. Yeah, but when they I go, I trust to, Lane more than I trust those other nickel. When they play their base, however, it's going to be Cam Sutton on the field. I would think he'll be the right corner. He'll be the right Lane corner. Will be on the yeah. bench. Uh, but then behind those guys, you got James Pierre, Demarcus AC, who they signed. Uh, yesterday, yeah. he wasn't a rookie signing. No, he, he was, was he was in yeah. camp with uh, teams last year. Mark Gilbert, who's a kind of an intriguing. Uh, that's big, the Duke dude. That's the Duke yeah, kid. Yeah, that's intriguing. Yeah, uh, you know, six foot one corner who has some ball skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Stephen Denmark. Uh, uh, you got Trevor Williams, who was kind of an under the radar signing. He started some games in the league. Yeah, uh, with the Chargers, and then you got Shakir Brown there as well. He's got a, a lot of those guys have a real shot to battle it out and make this team. Yeah, it's not the. The dire straits, I think, that some people look at, but you'd like to have, especially if Lane's good, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, if Lane's well, good, you know, I mean, again, Trevor Williams started 15 games a couple of years ago for the for the Chargers. Yeah, that's a name you brought up a couple of times. Like he's he's like not he's a throwaway, not either. just a throwaway guy. No. This could be a guy that that does some stuff here. Yeah, I still would feel way more comfortable if they signed Brian Poole or Casey Hayward. Oh yeah, or... well, Casey Hayward's gone. He just signed. Oh, did he? Yeah, he signed with that. I believe the Raiders. Yeah. I, I thought he could be a, a target. He got four million though. Yeah, I mean he has injury stuff. I yeah. assume that's why he was still out there. But um, there will be slot corners available. But oh, I'd yeah. be, that's where I'd be in the market for if I had one more veteran. To yeah, sign. you'd like to. I mean, you, you don't want to count on. I don't like Shakur Brown or Trey Norwood either. being that guy. No, no, I want um, them to be the backup. Yeah, you know, or the you know the, the sixth corner. Antoine Brooks did it for one game last year. That was that was team specific mm-hmm. against the team that they were playing. Maybe. Maybe he that's how better too. Maybe that's how they piece it together this year. Teams that okay, this team uses a, a, a the tight end in a slot a lot, so mm-hmm. Brooks is going to be the nickel in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, the next team that you play, they're using a receiver there. Okay, well then we got to go with the cornerback there. So now Sutton's going to bump inside and Lane's the guy on the outside, or or if that's Pierre or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't love that, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of they were doing that for a while with Hilton and Sutton. Right, but I thought both were qualified right not yeah. overqualified well, i don't know that Shakir, i mean you know we looked at Shakir brown as one of the better slot guys in this draft oh, he could be he could turn into that yeah. guy i mean just but I'm it's a young on draft free agent it's a young corner there's maybe. no doubt i don't know if right. trevor williams can do that or not i'm not sure i'm not sure i know he didn't do it and he didn't do it with the chargers because they had casey hayward mm-hmm. but that, that doesn't mean be a lot more comfortable yeah. if there was a veteran that's done it but his profile i mean he's 5'11 190 pound cornerback mm-hmm. you'd think he can play some slot Oh, I would think. You know, I would think so. And he's been around the block. You know, he's not one of these six foot three guys, or even a six two guy like 
Pierre or, or uh, Lane, mm-hmm. I know they can't play the slot. Unless unless it's a team specific think, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't think either one's ever going to do that. Right. Um, this is a crazy way too early in advance. Quarterback aside, what position do you think their first round pick is next year? <laughs> <laughs> Hayden's up in age. That's why I was thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, he know? is. Even it's... if Lane's a hit, it might still have to be corner. It could I mean, be a, a lot of directions. Yeah, it could, could be a guard. It could be any number of things. It could, it could be, be defensive tackle. Right. I mean, there's a lot of. I don't think it's a receiver, running back, or tight end. I don't believe so. You know what I mean? But you know, I think I think they'll address receivers next year after yeah, not, after yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing so this year, right? Um, because you could lose two guys mm-hmm. there. It could but. be a strong safety that you need a, that, that's a starter. It could be Cam's replacement. You know? Yeah. yeah I don't but they're also going to have money, so uh, yeah, they're going to the rosters going to look a lot different when next draft rolls around. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they added uh, a guy on special teams in Presley Harvin in the seventh round. The third. That uh, probably bids adieu to Jordan Berry again. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's why you drafted him. That's why you drafted him. Yeah. Uh, and that'd be great. I mean, if he's a, a quality NFL punter for even his four years under contract, super cheap, be a pretty good pair of kicker punters. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But uh, that's the Steelers roster as it now stands coming out of the draft. Uh, we're going to take another break. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, we also want to thank uh, Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We also want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, Matt, I thought we would talk about the Steelers' depth chart now. coming. Yeah, it's out time to do that. Reorganize a little bit. Yeah, so I, I've got rlads.com up here. They right. usually they get the guys in there right away, and maybe not necessarily in the right order. They don't I – mean, guard might be a tackle or something like that. They've got J.C. Hassenauer listed as a start, starting center right oh, now. okay. That's not happening, folks. I don't think he'll be I don't even know if he's going to be on the team. Right. But um, the right names are going to be on there the, somewhere. The names are all here. Right. Yeah. So – at the wide receiver position, the Steelers didn't add much there. They signed Isaiah McCoy and uh, Rico uh, Busey mm-hmm. uh, after the draft. I've things about those guys, but yeah. I don't know, know them well. But you still got Juju Smith-Schuster. you got Chase Claypool. you got James Washington. You've got uh, Deontay Johnson, Ray-Ray Mc, uh, McLeod. Um, I think Ray-Ray McLeod kind of went, woo. Yeah. You know, he dodged yeah. a bullet with a late-round receiver. Absolutely. And chances um, are he's your returner. And but you got some you got some other guys there as yeah. well. you got Anthony Johnson, who was a, a, a guy that they, they signed. Cody White, Tyler Simmons, and Matthew Sexton, okay. who was one of the guys that they signed from one of the tryout camps. So they're going to take about a dozen of them to camp, something like that? See what sticks. They usually mm-hmm. keep five or six. Mm-hmm. A couple mm-hmm. will be on the practice squad. Four we know. Yeah. Um, those four... What do you think their usage is going to be? I mean, if we're going to see more double tight end sets, if we're going to see a little more running, does Juju play 70% of snaps? I think he still does because he's still your best blocking wide receiver. Yeah. Well, Claypool isn't bad. Yeah, but um, are we still under the assumption that Deontay leads the team in in snaps? Like, how do you think the snap distribution goes? I still think he's your most dangerous weapon. 
I think he's your do-it-all guy. Yeah. I think he's the best receiver of the group. Although yeah. Claypool could change my mind in a heartbeat. Absolutely, he's yeah. So gifted, right? But they've got they've got options there. It's a um, nice situation. Yeah, maybe James Washington doesn't get as much playing time this year. I right? kind of feel bad for him because I don't have any problems with him. No, I don't either. Right. I, you know, when he had the opportunity to play last year, mm-hmm. he produced. But that's not a bad situation to be in. That you know, when you look at those top four guys, you pretty much put that up against anybody's top four. Few teams go four deep with yeah. quality dudes. I mean, I think maybe you look at Cincinnati and say, okay, they might be a little better. I don't know who their four is now. Yeah, is it Erickson or one of those type of guys? Erickson's not there anymore. No, I don't think he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dallas, Dallas is yeah. awesome, and they drafted the Stanford kid. Denver has some possibilities or potential to be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, a lot of teams don't go four deep. Yeah. Okay, another question for you. Put it this way: the Ravens would kill for James Washington. Oh yeah, I mean he'd play. Let on, alone Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson or you know. So along those lines, smart move or not, offer James Washington a Rudolph-like contract right now. Potentially, yeah. Thinking that Juju's not going to be around, you don't want this guy to flourish. He'd he'd like the money in his pocket right now. You'd get him cheaper than Rudolph because he's not a quarterback. Like I wonder if that's a smart move. I don't know if he would take it, though. That's a two-year deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, let's take a look at that offensive line because this okay. seems to be something that a lot of people are focusing on. So at left tackle, you get Chooks Akor for. So we know that now. He's yeah. switching. Chooks' He's at banner's left. going yeah. to right. Do you know the answer to this question? Which, If you asked Chooks which position would you rather play, do we know? Probably the left. Out of school, he said. He was a left. left. He was yeah. a left in college, yeah. yeah. I mean, he obviously plays more. Snap, but so is right. Banner. So right, right, right. You know. uh, but yeah, I think he's probably more comfortable on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, if I'm the, if I'm going to answer that question, I'm going to say left because left tackles make more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder which one he thinks he's better at. They added Dan Moore to that group at left tackle. They I would imagine he's probably. You think he just plays the left in? in I think starting out. That's what I would yeah. how I would handle it because you you still have Joe Haig there who can just put him on the right side and say and he's okay done both yeah and he's done both and, and he's played a lot of guard too yeah uh, you also have Jerron Jones there who was a guy that they got he was a defensive lineman at, at uh, Notre Dame that mm, okay. spent the year in the practice squad last year there's, okay there's some so he's been around like, yeah um, at the right tackle position you have Banner and Haig. Anthony Coyle, who's back again, and then John LeGlue. I don't know much about John LeGlue. No, no I don't either. But they've got some bodies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tackles are, you know, you you were going to open the season last year with Banner at right tackle. Yes. So that's the same. And With all respect to Villanueva, who's now a Raven, um, I, I think any these two could – this starting duo could outplay last year's starting duo. I think so, too. I mean, I'm not saying they will. We haven't talked about that ra- that Ravens signing. We've talked a little bit about previously yeah. about the Ravens signing of Villanueva. I don't think it fits. Well. Unless they're going to – unless they unless they don't believe that they're – if they think they're going to have an opening at left tackle to start the season, that's the only way that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I know he has in his career, but it's been a long time since he's played right tackle. And – He's better in protection than he's a run blocker. Right. So going to the run heaviest team to play right tackle, other than that, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. He's going to pass block 25 times a game. Right. Come hell or high water. And pl- playing left-handed. <laughs> you know, yeah. And playing the opposite of what he's used to. Yeah, they gave him a good buck. I mean, he's going to start for them. Yeah. Uh, I assume at right tackle. I-, I don't understand the fit, to be honest yeah, with I, you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. Uh, at guards, you got Kevin Dotson and you've got uh, David DeCastro. Sure. That's solid. Uh, backing them up, uh, you got 
uh, Rashad Coward, the guy they signed mm-hmm. from Chicago. Who everyone forgets about. Yeah. Guy's played some snaps. He's started a bunch of games for the Bears. Right, right, right. Uh, and he's know. not old. And he's not old by any stretch. So no. there's they got some depth there. Uh, they also got Brandon Walton and Evionte uh, like, Collins. He's making the team, right? I mean, yeah. Coward, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could almost cut this offensive line right now, go nine deep on it, mm-hmm. with guys who were either draft picks or who have started games in the NFL. Four tackles, three guards, two centers. Two centers. Yeah. And the centers are Finney and Kendrick Green. Right, right, right. And the problem with Haas, too, is he almost needs two guys to get hurt to see the field. Right. I mean, yeah. if you're only a center, you better be one of the best 32, let alone one of the best 90 or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Being the yeah, third center is not. Now, maybe he goes back on the practice squad. Maybe he keep three again yeah, this year. Maybe, but, maybe. Yeah. But that offensive line um, – I, I know a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, especially nationally, well, the Steelers really didn't do anything to upgrade their offensive line. I think they feel better about it than a lot of I mean, outside people do. Upgrade might not be a great word. I mean, but they've uh, put it this way: who were who were Steeler fans complaining the most about last year? Left tackle and center. Right, 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 and they addressed those. Right, and I would just, what if the Castro goes back to being a Pro Bowler? I mean, he's the only one, I think, on that list that's a pro bowler this year yeah. or has any shot. Right. But if the holes aren't as hole-like, they're not as deep, and you've got a lot of bodies to bring to camp, and, wow, Chooks looks a lot better this year. Banner's better than we thought. I'm not saying it's going to be a top That's the thing line, about Chooks. Like, Corafor, to me, I, I know people, that, well, he wasn't very good last year. First of all, he was okay. He was okay, yeah. Secondly, he's allowed to get better. He's allowed to that get was better his first too. year as a starter. He was a project coming out of college, yeah. too, and some of these guys take a little while. I mean, how, how different is his career path than Bud Dupree's? Not you know, much. I mean, not much. Yeah. I mean, similar. And there's many, many uh, examples of that around the league. Again, I don't think the line's perfect. I mean, I, I think that there's not a lot of names there that Joe in Chicago or Seattle's like, wow, they're really good players, besides DeCastro. But we just named. I, I would say nine the same thing about Minnesota's line. Yeah, you know, I couldn't name. I, I I do this for a living. I don't know that I could name all five starters mm-hmm. in the Vikings line, but it looks pretty good when Dalvin Cook's running behind it. <laughs> right, right, or pretty effective. Carolina's line two years ago or the year before with McCaffrey. Yeah, you know, uh, without question. Again, the running back can make the line, and that takes us to the running back position where you've got Najee Harris. Now uh, with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Kalen Balage behind him. Uh, with Derek Watt at fullback, Jalen Samuels and Trey Edmonds also on the roster. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the, all those guys. You're keeping five. Watt and Harris are going to be there. Watt and Harris are going to be there. McFarland's going to be there. McFarland's going to be there, yeah. Snell and I pro- still hope for McFarland. I think Snell's probably on the roster as well. Probably. And it comes down to Bellage or Jalen Samuels, and I would think that Bellage get, makes beats him out. But I would think so. Yeah, and, and I don't think Trey Edmonds – uh, their Sorry usage, their pecking order will be really interesting in preseason to me um, and in camp. And, you know, even in the regular season, if you do bring those guys back, like if McFarland takes a step forward, he's the one I still have the most hope for. Oh, the absolutely. Ones, you yeah. Know, he would be a really nice compliment to Harris. Yeah. Yeah, if he's what we think he with, could be, you know, five to six touches a game, mm-hmm. just as a change of pace. Um, Duke you know, Johnson, or yeah. a little more physical than that, but you but know. you can also to help kind of limit the, the the wear and tear on Harris, 
use Snell or Bellage as a short yardage back. You could, but that comes back to the Lev Bell argument. Like, right? They don't. I mean, if, if <laughs> you know? but you know, if if Harris, if Harris shows that he can do that for out of the gate, then mm-hmm. okay, then you don't. But you know, if you want to get into a situation where you know you're you're worried about again, it's a 17 game schedule. I get it. Do you want do you want this kid touching the ball 25 times a game? Probably not. No. I used to be very critical of Tomlin with Bell. Like, can't you just take a series off? Or <laughs> does he have to be out there every third down? Does he have to be out there every short yard? But I think the difference here he's, is that he's the, better the, than everybody at it. When you know when they had Le'Veon Bell, they had like, the first few years they had Legarrette Blunt, then they had D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Right. Okay, I, I get that argument then. I don't get it now as much with Najee Harris and then the huge gap that there is. It'd be nice to have D'Angelo Williams. Yeah. (laughs) If they had that guy, you know. Right. It'd be nice to have a LeGarrette Blunt to to be Mm -hmm. that guy. But that's kind of why I'm not sure where Snell fits in. I mean, special teams guy, you know, you can start a game with him and get, you know, he can get you in and out of a game. You you don't want it to be five straight games. No, 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 no. Balaj is kind of that same guy, you know. I'm interested to see Balaj in a Steelers. Uniform. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy that got better last year. Speaking of which, there's another offensive line that they did pretty well running the ball last year, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. The Chargers. Well, they totally revamped it too. Yeah, they signed two guys and drafted Rashawn Slater. In the they first ran round. the ball fine last year with. And, and you mentioned the Vikings. Darisaw was their first pick, and then Wyatt Davis is going to be a starting guard too for them. Yeah. I and mean, they went out and addressed it heavily, and they're two of the best running teams in the league. Even Tennessee. Drafted a second, a right tackle in the second round. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. After taking a, a right tackle in the first round last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do think that that makes it better. I, I, I think their offense, their, I think that their running game right now is way better, and I haven't even seen them do anything. No, it's I, way but better. I think it's way better than it was last year. Yes, and there's no head and shoulders. Up, but yeah. Yes, I mean, I'd be shocked if it's not a league average running game. In, at, that, in the, the least, middle yeah. third. And that's all they have to be. That's fine. It can't be last. It can't be last. It can't you, be 28th or 29th, what it's been the last three years. It's you got to put can't. teams away with a lead. you got to be able to pick up short yardage. In, but you gotta, You've got to be in second and six more often. Yeah. And <laughs> most importantly, you have to be able to exploit light boxes. Yeah, I mean, if, if the personnel's on the field and it's screaming for you to run and you're checking out of that stuff because you don't trust it, then you got problems. Yeah. The tight end position. You got Ebron, you got Fryermuth, mm-hmm. Zach Gentry, Dax Raymond, Kevin Rader. Who's your third if you had to keep one today? I like Rader. I say I don't think mine would be Gentry. They like Dax. Dax Raymond's got some. I kind of like him coming out of school. Yeah, and I was happy they picked him up. Yeah, I mean, this is his second go round with the team. They they mm-hmm. cut him last year. Uh, he's gotten. He's had a cup of coffee with the Bears as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he didn't test bad. He's not a terrible athlete. Good blocker. Good blocker. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, what I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I guess Raider is. How good are these three on special teams? I bet Gentry's terrible. He is. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, six nine guys aren't good on special teams. You know? Typically not. No, right. unless they're Brett Kiesel. You know. Right. He's not. I haven't seen him block a <laughs> kick yet. Yeah. I mean. I don't know what he does on Yeah, that. I mean, to me, it comes down to Raider or Dex Raymond. I think the Gentry mm-hmm. experiment went out the window when you drafted Pat Fryermuth. Right. And the writing was on the wall there. Yeah. And I, would it break your But heart that's a better group them? than what they had last year. Times a million. Yeah. Especially when you look at what they could become. Any interest in a Jesse James or, or is that ship sailed for you? I don't see it at this point because you're look, you'd be looking for a number three. I mean, mm-hmm. unless there's a, a true blocking – 
that's what you could you could still use that because you don't the know if, Smith guy. Yeah, you, know, you don't right? know what Fryer it quite is is mm-hmm. just yet. I think that's Joe Haig though. Could be, yeah. I mean, right in the second. Or, yeah, or it could be Dan Moore. You could use it him could in that Dan role Moore too. too. He, he may see snaps in that yeah. role too, right? Um, they could run a little bit. I mean, that are more yeah. athletic than the average tackles. Well, you know? I don't th- I think people are underselling Joe Haig. Uh, very much so. Joe Haig has more starting experience than Banner or a core four combined. I he was a two-year like starter for the for the Colts before he signed with Tampa Bay. Center aside, I almost feel like he's the backup at four spots. He could be, yeah. And he's your sixth offensive lineman, which they've used more than most lot, teams in yeah. the league. Uh, he's going to be a valuable guy for them. He's going to dress every week, and he may play more than you yeah. think. I mean, he started games last year for Tampa Bay, and they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's a good so, athlete. Yeah. I mean, it, again, he's not Penny Sewell. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. Right. But he's going to be useful. He's one of their best picks. And, and same with Coward. You know, like, yeah. they got him for nothing, and nobody even batted an eye about it. I'm, uh, you got a guy with starting – you got an offensive lineman with starting experience on the cheap. Yeah, right, right, right. exactly. In this league, when it's teams fine. are starving for offensive linemen that mm-hmm. they can play. Uh, and then, of course, quarterback didn't change at all. Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Dobbs. Okay. Um, I think that's very well set, and I think, obviously, and you've said this immediately, as soon as they sign Dobbs, the writing's on the wall, the four that they're going to camp with. I would imagine they're not going to overwork Ben at all in, in camp right. in the preseason. I would think you work Haskins. You give Haskins a lot of snaps. Dobbs doesn't need many. He doesn't need many. That's the nice yeah. thing about him, too. Use Rudolph like crazy. Use yeah. Haskins like crazy. Um, we might have to do two segments to do the defense another time. I don't, I don't know we if we get time. Here. We got time. I got a quick question for okay. you, though. That's why I'm saying I might throw you a, a tangent here. We're watching all this lunacy in Green Bay right now. <laughs> Let's say Mark Murphy, who runs the team, he's not their owner, they don't right. have an owner, calls up the Steelers, calls up Kevin Colbert, and says, we are firing Gutekunst, and Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Jordan Love is getting traded in the next two days. We want your second-round pick. We, uh, we made the same offer to New Orleans, Washington, Maybe two other teams, so, you know, Houston, whatever. Any interest? I mean, you're getting a first round player from a year ago to second round price. There's no room for him. I've never seen him that. play. You don't know any more about him. You don't know anything about him, right? I think that's why they're in a tough position because somebody would have had to have been in love with Love last year, and he wasn't a top ten pick. And he wasn't, wasn't a top ten pick. You know, yeah, it wasn't Rosen. It's a similar situation. Yeah, but you're getting them at a round discount. You are, you know, and you just, you know. You can prepare your draft. I think ahead that of time. I think they're excited. I don't know that they would do that because I think they're excited to see what they have in Haskins. See, that's the point. I mean, I think they want to run this crew through and at least see it for a year. Yeah, because people think these quarterback situations, boy, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. There's ten opportunities like this every, every year. year now. Yeah, I mean, it happens every year. Tua sprains his, his this knee and doesn't yeah. play. You can get him for second round. This pick isn't 2005 year. or 1985 no. or quarterback. No, this is. I mean, we saw the first and second. The, the guys who were the first and second picks overall in the draft just three or four years ago changed teams. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, their quarterback next year could be Haskins, Rudolph, a first or second round pick, a high pick like a Tua or Daniel Jones that didn't car. work out, yeah. or the bird in the hand like a car, or maybe Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Right? You know what I mean? Like anywhere in between that that, that spectrum. But there'll be a dozen to 18 guys available that'll fit some no doubt. of those Mar- bills. Marcus Mariota will be available. Right, you can, right, there's right, a lot right. of different ways to go with that. 
defensively, um, the defensive line, the only guy that they added over the weekend was Isaiah Loudermilk. They traded mm-hmm. a fourth-round pick in 2022 for him in the fifth round. So you got Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu, Stephon Tuitt, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, Chris Wormley, Demarcus Christmas, Isaiah Loudermilk, TJ Carter, uh, Calvin Taylor, Abdullah Anderson, and Jameer Jones. Did you say um, Bugs and Davis? I'm sorry, Jones is kind of half They got him listed. uh, Jameer Jones listed as a defensive end. He's a linebacker, I believe. Okay. Yeah. But But that's a position. We didn't talk about this when they drafted Loudermilk. They almost always keep six. Right. We know the three starters are making it. Yes. Wormley's making it. Maybe. I guess I guess that's not a hundred percent. But they got what, seven or eight fighting for six spots? They could now? keep seven now with the expanded rosters could. and, and maybe seventeen games. Could a, yeah. Could be a, a practice squad guy potentially too. But Davis, Bugs, Mondo, Wormley. Those guys have all been put on notice. Yeah, right. I mean there's there's not it could be not uh, a lot of spots you know, available for that. Could be uh, three dogs and four bones there. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Five bones. Around. Yeah, five bones and three. More dogs than bones. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe by two dogs. As uh, the Joker said in, in uh, Batman, yeah, we're going to have tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, break the pool, the, the pool cue in half and yeah, right, walk right, the room, right. and whoever comes walking out is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would even consider giving a, a veteran a million bucks a year on a one-year deal if there's the right guy out there still. You know, So there's things to be hashed out amongst the big people. Um, outside linebacker, you got uh, obviously Watt and Highsmith. Uh, they added Quincy Roche uh, in the draft, which was a nice spot. Uh, I'm penciling him in as the three. You got Cassius Mars there as well. Yeah, yeah. He's got experience. I mean, I think those are your top four Agreed. heading into camp. Uh, then you got uh, Christian Kuntz doesn't count there. He, they got him listed there. He's he's an inside guy. Yeah, okay. And he's a long snapper. Uh, but you also have Jamar Watson. Uh, that you added in the in free agency or the, as an undrafted free agency, mm-hmm. those might be your five guys right there, unless they find somebody else that corners the position more than any that I would be looking for a veteran. But this would be second. Yeah, I but like Roche, but I'm just going to say this, the six round pick is going to solve all your depth problems. Yeah. And to me, Marsh, you know, we've we've seen we've seen them do this with you know far lesser athletes than, than Cassius Marsh. Cassius Marsh has started a good number of games in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that that's the throwaway that some Steeler fans. No, he's gonna make the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's gonna be here, and he's gonna play defensive snaps this year. He's not just gonna be a, you know, a, a special team only guy. But, but you know, much like anybody else, they can't afford T.J. Watt to go, to go no. down. But nobody can afford their star to go down. No, he, <laughs> I he may be the Steeler they can afford to lose least. Very well, could be. I mean, yeah. including Ben, including you know anyone. Uh, inside linebacker. Stevan Bush, Vince Williams, Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson, Marcus Allen, Ulysses Gilbert, Tigray Scales, uh, Jarvis Miller, and then Calvin Bundage. Killebrew, Killebrew, I would put in that mix too. Yeah, Killebrew, they listed safety, but he's not. I safety. think he's a linebacker yeah. too. So Again, they, that's a lot of. They got a lot of yeah, a lot of lot of uh, depth there at that position. Yeah, I mean, do you think they keep five? It's good they for typically teams. keep at least nine, eight or nine. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they're going to play a lot of special teams. Again, Killebrew, they could look at Killebrew. They could list him as a safety. They could. Just because. Yeah. But they could do the same thing with Marcus Allen. Right. They're the same player. They're the yeah. same position. That's kind of positionless. I mean, you got to think Vince, Belaine, Buddy, and Bush are 
there. Yeah. Ulysses is in trouble. He needs to have a good camp. Allen's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Killebrew's going to make the team. I would imagine. I don't I know would, how much signing bonus I would think, him, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. That they went out of their way to get him. But he can also play strong safety for you. So you look mm-hmm. at that position, and it's Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Antoine Brooks, Miles Killebrew. Then you added Trey Norwood there, John Battle, uh, Lamont Wade, Donovan Steiner. Do you need any more word on Norwood? Do you think he's, you know, safety or corner? Probably a rookie camp thing. We'll find probably an, he's probably a nickel. I yeah, mean, he, yeah. but you might just look at him as the nickel because right now, uh, at the cornerback position, they, they're this again. This is going off of our lads list. Uh, they've have Joe Hayden at one cornerback position, Justin Lane at the right cornerback position, and Cam Sutton listed as the nickel. That's maybe how it would go. Yeah, but when they I go, I trust to, Lane more than I trust those other nickels. When they play their base, however, it's going to be Cam Sutton on the field. I would think he'll be the right corner. He'll be the right Lane corner. Will be on the yeah. bench. Uh, but then behind those guys, you got James Pierre, Demarcus AC, who they signed uh, yesterday. Yeah. He wasn't a rookie signing. No, he, he was, was. He was in yeah. campus uh, teams last year. Mark Gilbert, who's a kind of an intriguing. Uh, is that big, the Duke dude? That's the Duke yeah, kid, yeah. that's intriguing, yeah. Uh, you know, six-foot-one corner who has some ball skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Steven Denmark. Uh, uh, you got Trevor Williams, who was kind of an under-the-radar signing. He started some games in the league Yeah. Uh, with the Chargers. And then you get Shakur Brown there as well. It's got a, a lot of those guys have a real shot to battle it out and make this team. Yeah, it's not the, the dire straits, I think, that some people look at. But you'd like to have – Especially if Lane's good. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, if Lane's well, good, you know, I mean, let's, again, Trevor Williams started 15 games a couple of years ago for the for the Chargers. Yeah, that's a name you brought up a couple of times. Like he's he's like not he's a throwaway, not either. just a throwaway guy. No. This could be a guy that that does some stuff here. Yeah, I still would feel way more comfortable if they signed Brian Poole or Casey Hayward. Oh yeah, or, well, Casey Hayward's gone. He just signed. Oh, did he? Yeah, he signed with I believe the Raiders. Yeah, I, I thought he could be a, a target. He got four million though. Yeah. I mean, he has injury stuff. I yeah. assume that's why he was still out there. But um, there will be slot corners available. But oh, I'd yeah. be in, that's where I'd be in the market for if I had one more veteran to sign. Yeah, you'd like to – I mean, you, you don't want to count on I don't like Shakur Brown or Trey Norwood either. being that guy. No, no. I want um, them to be the backup. Yeah. You know, or the you know the, the sixth corner. Antoine Brooks did it for one game last year. That was that was team-specific mm-hmm. against the team that they were playing. Maybe – Maybe that's how better they, too. Maybe that's how they piece it together this year. Teams that okay, this team uses a, a, a the tight end in a slot a lot, so uh-huh. Brooks is going to be the nickel in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, the next team that you play, they're using a receiver there. Okay, well then we got to go with the cornerback there. So now Sutton's going to bump inside and Lane's the guy on the outside, or or if that's Pierre, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't love that, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of they were doing that for a while with Hilton and Sutton. Right, but I thought both were. Qualified, right? Not yeah. overqualified. Well, I don't know that. Shak- I mean, you know, we looked at Shakir Brown as one of the better slot guys in this draft. Oh, he could be. He could turn into that yeah. guy. I mean, just but I'm it's not a young put that on draft free agent. It's a young corner. There's no it. doubt. I don't know if right. Trevor Williams can do that or not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know he didn't do it, and he didn't do it with the Chargers because they had Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. But that this doesn't mean be a lot more comfortable yeah. if there was a veteran that's done it. But his profile. I mean, he's 5'11", 190 pound cornerback. Mm-hmm. You'd think he can play some slot. Oh, I would think. You know, I would think so. And he's been around the block. You know, he's not one of these six foot three guys or even a six two guy like Pierre or, or uh, Lane. Mm-hmm. I know they can't play the slot unless unless it's a team specific think, yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't think either one's ever going to do that. Right. Um, this is a crazy, way too early in advance. Quarterback aside, 
What position do you think their first round pick is next year? <laughs> <laughs> Hayden's up in age. That's why I was thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, you know? he is. Even it's... if Lane's a hit, it might still have to be corner. It could I mean, there's be a, a lot of directions. Yeah, it could be a guard. It could be any number of things. It could, it could be, be a defensive tackle. Right. I mean, there's a lot of. I don't think it's a receiver, running back, or tight end. I don't believe so. You know what I mean? But you know, I think I think they'll address receivers next year after yeah, not, yeah, after yeah, not yeah. doing so this year, right? Um, because you could lose two guys mm-hmm. there. It could but. be a strong safety that you need a st- that's a starter. It could be Cam's replacement. You know. Yeah. But they're also going to have money, so. Uh, yeah, they're going to the rosters going to look a lot different when next draft rolls around. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they added uh, a guy on special teams in Presley Harvin in the seventh round. The third. That uh, probably bids adieu to Jordan Berry again. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's why you drafted him. That's why you drafted him. Yeah. Uh, and that'd be great. I mean, if he's a, a quality NFL punter for even his four years under contract, super cheap, you're a pretty good pair of kicker punters. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But uh, that's the Steelers roster as it now stands coming out of the draft, though. We're going to take another break. We appreciate you listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, We also want to thank uh, Jacob Reck for keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lally. We also want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.